I do my best to live a healthy lifestyle. I try to get out there, work out, break a sweat when possible. I'm not necessarily a fitness or a, a wellness freak, but I'm just trying to be a little bit healthier every single day, which is where Sun Warrior comes into play for me. It is a plant-based, eco-friendly, performance-boosting, all things brand that I want to talk about. And it's their active nutrition line that is something that I've been messing around with over the course of the past couple of months. And it's really working out for me because with protein, creatine, pre-workout and hydration, these products are designed to optimize your performance. And I'm always up for optimizing any aspect of my life, even boosting my own energy reserves or being more hydrated after a long day in the gym or on the golf course. It really does turbocharge my recovery. It's something that I really take seriously and it's real nutrition for real life. So go check out sunwarrior.com and use code first. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. First cut. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, joined first today by Patrick McDonald. Patrick, good to see you. What's going on, everyone? Good to see uh, both of you guys as well. Uh, Kyle Porter is here, and uh, KP, the three of us, my fellow blue check marks. It seems that uh, our check marks will be getting less valuable moving forward. I didn't see us starting here. I was unprepared for that. I was thinking about how how many like Patrick it looks like has more books than me, but I think I actually I have more actual books than him. Yeah. Did you just add those this week just for this show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who would do such a thing? I actually the reason I brought that up, I changed my camera angle here, Rick. It's a little bit higher. Okay. I, I like it. I like that. Okay. Good, yeah. uh, I, because it's easier for me. Because before I had, nobody cares about this at all. But I had two screens, and I had it in between, so there was a gap. Ooh. Now it's just now it's just above them. So it's That's I think tough. it's better. I, I go above as well. It's mm-hmm. yeah, but you got to go above. Also, the number one rule: if you're trying to set up a home office, uh, the higher the camera, the better. Shoot yourself down. Uh, yep. and, and fix a, add a little bit of lighting. That's it. it. Takes like two steps to get like a decent view. Uh, will totally. you pay, will you pay Kyle eight dollars to keep your check mark? Yeah, so I, it's, I think it's in vogue right now to say that you won't. And I think it's a little bit like if my party doesn't win this election, I'm moving to Canada, that type of deal. <laughs> right. You're like, really? Are you? Are you? <laughs> you might. I don't know. I'm sure somebody's done that. Right. There was more but, than zero who did. Right. But but probably not. Uh, I, I would pay for it. I, I will pay for 
anything that like I'm, I was telling somebody this the other day, I'm very invested in Twitter as a, uh, I don't even know like what, like as a, as a place of distribution as a place. I, I don't, I don't know like what the right way to say that is, but anything that makes Twitter hopefully better or more robust for somebody like me, like you almost couldn't charge me too much to pay for any like premium services that they're going to offer. Uh, I already pay for Twitter blue now. Patrick. Same. Yeah, same. If they're going to raise it three bucks and I, I, the thing, the thing that's worth it enough for me is uh, bookmark folders. If, if I, if I don't have bookmark folders, I have nothing. So that alone is worth whatever price of admission. Interested to see how they roll out the verification. How, like that. How do you use the, what do you use the bookmark folders for? Uh, so a lot of stuff is like stuff I just want to read later. Like if I'm scrolling okay. through and I see something, I add it to read later. A lot of them are like um, graphics or ideas like for my website. Like if I see like a really cool NFL stat profile, I'll like save that. So like I can have some like inspiration. Um, I'll put all my memes in, and gifts in one folder. And then I have mm. things I want to buy in another huh. one. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm still bumming it. I'm using it for free. And uh, given how my bets have been going, I don't know if I can afford eight dollars a month at this point. Uh, so I don't have the bookmark. I'm I'm a peasant among these three. So I kind of just everything I like. Sometimes you know it's actually me liking it, but other times it's just me trying to save it for later. Yeah, I, I do that at times as well. I, I've I, I'm not a bookmark user, but I, I'm definitely gonna. Look into that after Rick's uh, pr- promotion of it. There, I, how do you guys feel about being able to pay for a check mark? I, I don't. I was reading a little bit about it today, and I think it is. I think there. I think it could be valuable. Like as it, like it doesn't make it necessarily better for me, but I think it might make the experience overall better for everyone. The only thing that matters is how they will verify. If if it is literally a transaction of. Um, eight dollars for this check mark, or eight dollars a month for this check mark, it's worthless. If there is actually a process of, you know, the name on this credit card or this credit card could only be used once, or you're actually going to have to send in your identification and you're going to have to display your real name, something like that, I think is very valuable, right? And I do think it does help Elon's case to say this, this weeds out a lot of the garbage if everyone on here or everyone or the vast majority of people have been identified to be this real person with a real name who could be held accountable i like that but i'm not sure what that process is going to look like i think the only question is how does it affect all these live fanboys getting up in my mentions yeah (laughs) if you created your account in august of 2022 and you only tweet about live this might be a tough, tough day for you did they ever, I mean, they must have determined how many like real users Twitter had when Musk bought it, right? Well, or did that never come, to come spend, out? Uh, however many billions he did, I hope he found out the answer to that question. I'd love to know how many, yeah, since uh, what, July until now, how many new bots have been on the but site? I, I'm not, I'm not smart enough to know the answers to these questions, Rick, but I think one question that I've seen tossed around is what's keeping, you know, seriously, like what's keeping the live bots from getting verified and then picking up steam and kind of disseminating information that's 
uh, questionable at best, you know, like some of the stuff that we've seen. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that some of that just is maybe that's just the collateral damage of, of a social media site or a social media platform. But yeah, some of that feels a little bit weird. I think it's what Rick said kind of time back to with your real identity, credit card, whatever it may be, where, I mean, all those live guys, none of them have their real names on their accounts. So are they still going to be tweeting what they want to tweet if their real names are attached to it now? It's obviously much bigger than the live bots as well, as much as I love to see them go away. But right, like there's a lot of other misinformation that's being disseminated across social media. But you're right. Like it's, it, it is, um, if it is because Elon said, the check mark will get you discovered more, right? Like you're going to get preference in replies. You're going to yeah. get preference in search. That that if you're going to do that, now the verification process does become pretty critical. And if the verification process is just whoever wants to pay eight bucks a month, it's going to be a world of hurt. Yeah, and it, it, to like just pulling back to look at the whole picture, the verification process right now is a it seems like a circus. I don't, I don't like, I don't know. CBS, I think, you know, sold their soul to get the, their writers verified. I, I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know if anybody knows like how that happens. So I am pro more transparency when it comes to the verification process, but I'm with you. I, I don't want just all these, um, yeah, there needs to be an, another step, but I don't, man, I don't know if, if, if it seems like there will be, Based on what I've read, it seems like it's just pay your money and get your check mark. I saw I saw a meme where a guy had five blue check marks and it said best forty dollars I've ever spent. <laughs> uh, which I agree with. I think with the speed that they're trying to roll this out, it does not seem like it is going to be a very robust verification process. If you guys I, I see. If you guys see any like deep dive writing on this by people that know more about it than we do, I do, please send it to me because I'm, I'm, I legitimately, I'm intrigued by just what pe- people that cover actually covered Twitter and social media have to say about it. Uh, we'll definitely do that and I'll put it in my bookmarks, then I'll send it over to you. And, uh, if, if you guys have an extra eight bucks a month after getting your account verified, you can get some first cut merch because that's 20% off for the rest of the year. If you're watching on YouTube, there it is. Producer Troy has a QR code, uh, that you can scan and be taken directly to the storefront. Or if you're listening or if you're watching, you can just click into that description, find yourself the link, but the code you're looking for first cut 20, 20% off the rest of the year. Mayakoba, El Chameleon, Patrick, uh, Victor's going for a three-peat, not one, not two, maybe three. Uh, Kyle can weigh in in a second because I'm sure he knows the answer. Last, last three-peat on the PGA Tour. Come on, man. Sorry. Is that Too easy. Okay. Uh, I believe I have the others. I'm not sure this is a complete list, but I believe I have the other ones as well. Okay. Which was the easy one. You want yeah. to offer up any other three peats? Uh, I, I'll be honest. I, I saw a bunch of tweets about it, so I do know. And I assume Kyle knows as well. Oh, well then this wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I, I have not seen these tweets and I don't okay. know. Okay. Um, well, there's is two it, others. Uh, well, hold on. Is one of, is one of them the cat? Like, 
all of them are the cat as far as like five or six times maybe yeah there's one there's one like really weird one if i remember incorrectly uh so while while you're thinking about the weird one the cat did it um 99 2000 2001 that wgc firestone then he did it again 050607 bay hill he went four years in a row buick uh four in a row memorial three in a row and then the wgc that um what ended up being i think the cadillac 050607 kyle the other other one one is the tournament of champions for this guy i believe oh i got it now i would not have gotten that without the hit Actually, I'm like 90% sure I have it. Ernie Els? International, though. Uh, I think it's Ogilvy, isn't it? Another Aussie. Oh, I'm confusing my Aussies. 59. Stuart Appleby's Australian, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. I almost said Robert Allenby. And I was, <laughs> I was confusing my Australians there. I would not have uh, I wanted to say like it was something Paul Casey at the Valspar. Uh, that's not what it obviously is, but that was that was where my mind went. Tough to do, obviously. So we are we are heading to uncharted territory if uh, if Victor could pull this off. Yeah, I mean, and I will say it's supposed to rain. And like I said a few episodes ago, all his wins on the PGA Tour, ball in hand. So it's setting up for a three peat for old Vic. It looks like. The uh, I was going. To, I'm going to be referencing normal sport a lot over the next uh, month, but I was going back through some old stuff for normal sport too. And <laughs> Dan Rappaport, who's at Barstool now, had a had some had a tweet about Pavlin. Uh, I think it was when he won Hero last year. He said the the he said golf's resort king because he's won all his events at resorts. He said golf's resort king. Is from Scandinavia and lives in Oklahoma. If you want to know how weird this sport is, <laughs> and that's—I mean—is he the favorite this week? Technically, Scotty Scheffler. Um, okay. Some places might have them as co-favorites, but Scotty and Victor are uh, the top of the board. Okay. What's the golf course at Oklahoma State? Carson Creek or Karsten Creek? Karsten Creek. Karsten was the guy that uh, founded Ping, and that was their connection there. You know, ping is in onomatopoeia. Yes, it is. Thank you. Like Zoom. Or like Wolf. Is that one? Mm. Mm. I'm more uh, of a, I'm more of a uh, palindrome person myself. Like race that, car. Like race car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where all of the trophies are. If, you, if, you're ever, if you're ever at Karsten Creek, Victor keeps his trophies at the, at the course. I've been at Karsten Creek. I've shot like a 99 at Karsten Creek. Okay. Breaking 100. Pro- pro- well, it was in a, <laughs> it, it was a generous 99 because it, 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 every time I've been out there, we play a scramble for like Oklahoma State Media Day. And so our, we shoot like a 65 or whatever. But if I'd played my own ball, it would have been something around 99. Probably not below that. It's hard. Uh, 7.50 a.m. local time off of the 10th tee will be Victor and the no longer Patrick number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler, whose putting woes have kind of uh, stalled out this this great week he set or this great year he set. Yeah, the, the new putter he put in the bag did not help him at all uh, at Congaree. He was pretty dreadful on the greens. And we mentioned uh, a few episodes ago just – 
I mean, if he's positive on the greens, he's right there uh, in the mix on Sunday. I think third at the BMW and runners up there at the Charles Schwab and U.S. Open have been his only positive performances, uh, you know, since May, which is kind of crazy to think. And weirdly enough, he can get back to world number one with a win or a solo second this week. Uh, I, I don't know if that's on his mind at all. Uh, he seems pretty good about kind of not not really think about that type of stuff when uh, he's playing golf. So ball striking wise, T to green wise, he's still, I mean, an amazing player. He's had, he has good history here. Just going to come down to the putter. But I feel like we say that every week about kind of all these top golfers, you know, whoever puts the best is probably going to win. Is there a chance Scotty Scheffler never becomes the number one player in the world again? For sure. I mean, if you, if, if you look at the history of number one players, most of them are only a one to three year run, you know, and, and some of, I think Tom Lehman was number one for like one week or two weeks, something absurd like that. And I, and it's, it's just so hard to do, which highlights not, it doesn't highlight those guys. It actually highlights Tiger and Norman and Rory who have done it you know, 10 years apart, all three of them, at least the next closest I think is DJ who was three and a half years apart. He became number one in 2017 ish. And, uh, his last number one or his last appearance at number one is 2020. So yeah, I, I think there's a possibility that Scotty Scheffler is never the number one player in the world again, which sounds, it sounds ridiculous for me to say right now, cause he's the number two player in the world. But you know, once you drop past, five, six, seven, 10. It just gets, I mean, it's so hard to get back up there. Uh, making his season debut, the hunky one, hunky Tony Finau, Patrick, who we saw last the President's Cup. Uh, his stretch of golf towards the end of last year included back-to-back victories at the 3M Open in the Rocket Mortgage. He had a great run into the playoffs, T5 in Memphis. Uh, see if he can continue that momentum this week in Mayakoba. The honky one, the uh, the TikTok star alongside his wife. Uh, some pretty good content there. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask you guys about Tony Finau. After kind of shedding that moniker that he couldn't, you know, close the deal. He's won three times in less than a year. Uh, you know, last season. What are your expectations for him this year? Like, what are you expecting for him? I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna have a huge year. Right. What, I mean, what is a huge? What, what's a huge year for him, though? He will win twice and um, have a bunch of top tens. Okay, so that's like a, it's, a, it's like a superstar year. Yeah, it's hard to win once, let alone twice. But I think that we there there was like five years where win luck did not go in his favor. Uh, He rattles off a couple in a row. Now you do, as Patrick mentions, you shed this idea that you don't win enough. He is a very high upside golfer from Tita Green. He's one of the best in the world and he's fixed the putter. I I think, I think he has a massive year and massive in this era is like two wins. (laughs) Yeah. I think he, here's my baseline. I think he wins once, at least once. I think he's in a major on a Saturday and sun or Sunday, like kind of in it, like one of the guys and he's on the Ryder cup team. Like that's sort of my expectation for him in, in 2023, which I think based on his historical, you know, his last five years is not, that's not too high. I mean, that's what should be, that's what Tony Fino should expect of himself. I guess is what I'm trying to say. 
Female got a couple of wins there, Patrick. Xander got a couple of wins. Who's the new guy that now needs to win? Is is does one exist anymore? Oh, I mean, Maverick McNeely, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, who? Morikawa is kind of the one who's going through the biggest drought, I guess you could say. Yeah. God forbid he goes eleven months without a major championship. I know. It's he has to be reeling at this point. Uh, so I've got to, I've got to take it. Yeah. Go ahead. Rick. I'm, I'm just looking through the OWGR. I mean, like Zal Torres would have been on that list, but he just won a playoff event. Right. I mean, I, I, all, I feel like a lot of the guys who needed, who needed to cash in, cashed in. Maybe like uh Spieth, like to win a big event type of deal. Like maybe so like th- a m- Memorial or something. Yeah. That's a good call. I think I actually have th- I think Zalatoris is not a bad answer just because he's only won once. I know he's not been out there forever, but he's he's not he's not twenty. People think Zal, Will Zalatoris is like twenty two years old. He's he's not. He's mm-hmm. in that Scheffler uh, age range. The two that I'm looking at, and this is unfair to one of them because he actually wins a lot. But I think Hovland needs to win like a like a a Bay Hill, a Riviera Memorial, something like that. He, he's won. He's won a lot. He's won a lot of OWGR events, and his winning percentage is super impressive. But he doesn't have that. He doesn't have like a signature win, which is, you know, and you would have said the same thing about. It, it's weird because the next guy that I want to talk about, Tommy Fleetwood, mm. who who needs to, to win on the PGA Tour. He doesn't have any wins. And so it's hard to put them in the same category. They're kind of in different categories. Tommy needs to win anything. And Hovland, I think the next step for him is winning a memorial like, like Patrick was talking about. But those are two guys that stand out a little bit for me uh, when I'm just looking at this top 25. That makes sense. It's really hard to make a case for really anybody else here because then you start to get down to guys that you're like, well, it, it would be hard to say that um, like Sepp Straka needs a win or whatever. Like it's just it, it gets harder. So that that those are the only two reasonable ones. Zalator is fine. Um, but yeah, we don't we don't really have those poster boys for guys needing to win anymore. What about you know who needs to get a win? Um, go ahead. The Niblicks need to get a win. Well, well, they made a blockbuster trade. So no, we're we're going to talk about they it. Want, they won today. They're not going to sit on their hands. They're not going to sit on their hands during this offseason. Uh, they're going to go out and try to make something happen. And they got Ch- Champ, Taylor Gooch, right? And Bubba's going to be returning from injury. In return, the four aces got Peter Uline. Is that right? Peter Uline. Which Wait, Peter but not Uline. in return. Peter was Peter Yuan was on who? Smash, Patrick. Smash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three, three, yeah three with Brooks or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a little bit of movement, and also uh, it seems like Bubba's going to change his team name. So the, is Bubba the Niblicks guy? Yeah, he is. Well, I don't think they're the going to be any longer. So that might have been a one year. If you got your Niblicks swag, Kyle, it might be worth some money in a couple of years. It'll be vintage. I I, I didn't. Uh, I think. I think a lot of the team names are going to change, which is a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. Although they've kind of become ironic and funny in a way. <laughs> but uh, like all joking aside, this it, it's dumb. It's so easy to make fun of because you're like, oh, the Niblicks got Taylor Cooch. <laughs> like it's just a, it's an absurd sentence, right? 
But if if you had all the top guys actually moving around in an off season, I don't know. I would. I'm in. I'm into or, that. I or like imagine. I said this should be a draft every week. I would settle for a draft every year. Just re, just like return the rosters to zero and redraft. Yeah, I, I actually like the continuity year over year, but I would be up for trades, for releasing guys, for free agency, all that stuff. I, I'm maybe I'm an idiot here, but I'm kind of in on that. It, it's not it's silly and not that interesting with Liv because the the players in it are kind of silly and not that interesting. But if you had all these top guys that I'm looking at on the OWGR page, I'm way in. Sign me up. Is there any insight, Patrick, into how this works? Because the the articles that I read made it seem like Dustin Johnson allowed Taylor Gooch to go to the Niblicks or whatever. Like, what's the process for these movements? I honestly have no idea. I do know, like, players are, like, moved out of live. Like, Lori Cantor, I guess, didn't play himself into live next year. Uh, they were talking about it, like, in their posts when uh, whatever team he was on. Uh, he might have been... He was with Richard Blander, whatever that team is. Cleeks, yeah. maybe. Magic Sticks? The Cleeks. <laughs> no. And, uh, he, and he beat Patrick Reed in his, uh, in his semifinals. Lori yeah. Cantor getting the... He kind of he lit him up. <laughs> so I'm guessing like James Pyatt didn't qualify for next season as well, so they had an opening. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how... Maybe Taylor Gish had enough of, you know... Justine, Pat Perez's wives, whatever it may be. There's a lot going on on that team. <laughs> yeah, you, you, uh, just, you just won like four out of the eight events and Taylor Gooch is headed somewhere else. <laughs> they're undefeated on U.S. soil. I mean, not enough people are talking about it. <laughs> I think they won five events five, or just four. I don't know. I think five now. That that would be a that would be there would be a lot to deal with in that locker room the four aces locker room my my uh, my guy Joseph Lamagna who uh, you guys probably follow him on Twitter but he called him he called him the three aces because it was it was uh, Gooch DJ and Reed and then uh, Pat Perez just irrelevant so he started calling him the three aces which I thought was so good speaking of guys who. I don't think. I mean, does Pat Pat Perez get his spot back on the four aces? Apparently, I, I guess well, so. Yeah. I mean, so much of this depends on who they sign, right? If they sign, I'm just picking names off the the OWGR page. They sign Tom Kim, Billy Horschel, Zalatoris, JT, and Morikawa. I'm guessing Pat Perez not with the four aces next year. <laughs> but if they don't, if they don't sign anybody, then he. Probably is. I, I don't. I don't know. Six. Yeah, no, we're just. Every, this is all being made up as we go. Yeah, it does feel that way. Uh, Pat Press had six starts last year. His, his. Yeah. How many finishes do you think he had inside the top thirty? Uh, one. Boston. Yep. Boston. Wow. You uh, are a true four aces fan. We got to cover it. You know. I'm. I cover it fairly. <laughs> One, his best finish was 16th. His only finish inside the top 30. Remember, these are 48-player fields. So, Then he's just trying to spike the football on everybody when he shoots 70 at Doral. Okay. Tough. For one, one round. One round 70. Tough scene. He's like, the, he's like the, the tight end in the Super Bowl who had three catches on the year, and he caught two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. He's like, I'm, I'm the man. Franchise tag me. <laughs> 
anything else live or Mayakoba related before we get to our bets for the week? <laughs> I, f- I forgot we were talking about Mayakoba. Uh, I mean, the live stuff is, is we didn't talk about it. Uh, did we talk about it on Sunday? I don't even remember. I think we're going to have to do like, so we're going to have some time coming up where we're going to need to be able to look like, uh, there, there's so many, I have a list. There's so many things that we need like 45 minutes on each of them that yeah. like, it, it, yeah, we, it's, it's hard to accurately cover everything at the end of like a Sunday recap show. Well, I, th- I think one thing that stood out for me as the season progressed is, and, and I was part of this, so I'm, I'm copying to that, but it, it became so easy to dunk on live in every way possible. And that's fun to do. And sometimes you feel like you have a moral imperative to, to do so. But I think that they did some, if you just look at organizationally, they did some good stuff. They made some good progress. If you looked back in January and said, okay, this thing doesn't even exist to where they are now. It's not the best they could have done, but it's not bad. Right. Right. I agree with you. The counter argument would be for a billion dollars. I hope so. Right. <laughs> That's the yeah. Yeah. What do, what do you think, Patrick? The billion dollars thing. Does that. Uh, I, I agree with what you said. I mean, I think a lot of people just forget it's only been eight events that these guys have put together. And I think all things considered outside of the billion dollars, just looking at the golf and the product, I, I think uh, they have a lot to kind of hang their hat on and be proud of. Uh, but knowing that they spent what, like 785 was the report, 785 mm-hmm. million this year, a billion next year. My thing for them is I think they're so focused on creating a product that's for like TV and YouTube that it's almost like too confusing for the people on the actual grounds. Uh, like, you know, I heard from a few people there that, you know, some people didn't even know what the score was. Uh, the last two holes of the team championship. They didn't know Dustin Johnson's putt was to win it all. And yeah, it's great on TV. And I understand their business model is supposedly the franchise route where uh, they want people to invest in these franchises and buy them. But eventually they're going to have to, you know, that might not work, honestly. And they might have to find different revenue streams or else they could go under and the PIF could be like, see you later. We're done with this. Let's try a different sport or something else. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great point because I don't, I've been convinced and maybe I'm the mark here, but I've been convinced this year that the sports washing thing, while it could be a tenant of what they're trying to do, it's not, I don't think it's central to golf Saudi or, live or anything like that. I I think central to golf Saudi and live is making this work. And whether that means destroying the PGA tour, overthrowing the OWGR, or just creating an alternate league that takes advantage of the team aspect. I don't know which one of those they're sort of focused on. Maybe it's all of them, but I do think they are intent on creating a league that makes a bunch of money and is successful. I don't, I don't, I'm very, I've, I've become very unconvinced that they're just throwing away money to launder. And and I was one of the people that claimed this, but to launder their country's reputation, maybe, maybe that's part of like the overall PIF strategy, but I don't think it's, it's central or specific to live. I really don't. And so I think what happens this off season, I mean, if, if you don't, if you just stay like this, like if you just stay where you're at right now, they're funded through what did the New Yorker thing say, Rick? Twenty twenty five. Yeah, 
I think it was 2025. You're, I don't, I don't think you, I, I don't think it's viable in 2027, right? If, if you're looking from a business uh, standpoint, now do they get momentum this off season? Do they sign uh, Peters and Cantlay and some of these guys whose names have been thrown out there? Because if so, then you start building on what you did in 2022, and then you're like, oh, okay, I mean, like this, this. This could happen. Like it, it, you know, it, it at least has a chance. So I, I'm fascinated by this offseason because I think in some ways it's even more important to Liv's future than the entirety of, of 2022 was. The idea of the offseason, I, I think they'll make a lot of changes. I think we might see them play 72 holes coming up. Like I, I think there's going to be a lot of changes that are probably better for the product. However, it doesn't matter if the roster stays the same way, it literally doesn't matter. Like they are going to have to constantly improve the roster. Um, you can't get to 2025 with Stenson and Casey and Pat Perez and Graham McDowell and what Sergio. Like, you just can't, right? Like yeah. the same issue the European Ryder Cup team had where these guys were on their last legs. Like now we're going five more years with like you just can't. So unless they're adding people that anybody cares about or guys that play better golf, it doesn't matter what they do this off season. Yeah. It, it, and it's weird. Cause they picked a, they picked such a niche sport <laughs> yeah. that they're trying to sort of upend and get people jacked up about. And like it, it, part of the PG, part of the reason PGA tour is successful is because people are just set in their ways and they just turn on PGA tour golf. Right. <laughs> and like, that's it's just like a routine, like a weekend, but just throw it on. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the best type of industry to try and disrupt. Now, maybe they'll. I just, like we said this on Sunday. The, where's the revenue? Where's it coming from? Like, wh- what's it gonna be? I, I, I and Patrick, I'll throw it over to you because I said this on earlier. The, the one of their saving graces could be just a couple billionaires that are like, well, we'd love to buy a team and hang out with. Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a lot of fun to me. You don't, but need to could, golf. you don't need to play golf to do that. You can just pay to those guys to hang out with them if you're a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but, like, you, uh, but it's a vanity thing. You would own the team that Phil Mickelson plays on. It's it's a one of one thing. You can't you can't buy that anywhere. You can't buy the Dallas Cowboys anywhere else, right? For <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the cheap way of owning a sports team without having to go through, you know, lenders and whatnot. You could probably do it out of your own pocket if you're rich enough who Saudi's probably trying to attract. But I know you said you're interested next season. I'm interested for kind of the third season because what's gonna happen when they're done signing players? Like they need to figure it out beyond that. They can't be. They can't be done. That's the problem. Yeah. This whole thing is they can never be done because they're not going to be able to grow their own, at least in the not, not in the next five or 10 years, they're not going to be able to grow their own stars. If they do $200 million into the Asian tour and grow their own stars that way, fine. But you, the that's the problem. You can't be done. Yeah. They need to like get a bunch of like Eugenio Chikaras and have them qualify for the U.S. Open. To mm-hmm. add relevance to themselves, yeah, exactly. Pretty much, for sure. They, this one, a live guy needs to like win a major championship. Yeah. Well, there's a live guy that won the last major championship. Yeah, but there's four more coming next year, and four more the year after that. <sighs> yeah, 
I know. I don't. I don't know how they. I mean, this is where the OWGR. We've talked about this for six months now. It's where the OWGR thing comes back into play. Of how do you even get your guy? Not your not your stars, but your Eugenio Chikara's into the major championships. Like <laughs> they, the only way they they can get in is by qualifying, you know, for the U.S. Open or Open Championship. So that's that's a problem. They've just got a lot of, I mean, it's funny because, you know, everybody was like, well, if you didn't take the money up front, you you'll probably get less later on. I almost feel like Cantlay and Xander and whoever could go to them now and be like, we want $600 million and they would, they would have to do it. Right. Cause they can't, they can't lose momentum. They're kind of in this weird purgatory place where they've done a lot, but they haven't done enough to, to kind of turn the tide. Here's the here's the problem. Okay, Dustin Johnson was obviously uh, the number one player in terms of everything, but in terms of how much he made this last year. Any idea who two and three were? Uh, wait, say, ask the question again. Who Patrick probably knows all the stats. On live, so DJ was obviously number one. He made like thirty five million dollars. He was the most successful. Yeah. Successful golfer two, successful golfer three. I think one was Uline. Number three, Brandon Grace. Number two. There's your problem. Kyle, right? let's because go. Peter Uline, your <laughs> third most successful player in your league, is ranked 343rd in the world and will not participate in any major championships. That can't be. That can't be. Yeah. 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 The, the, the problem is kind of creating their own relevance, but they also have to buy it from the PGA Tour in the major championships. Right. And you can't kind of split the hairs on that yet they gotta you know figure that out you know what pisses me off is you've got all these live fools running around on twitter who are rooting for a league which is just the height of uh, vapidness like you're rooting for a league it's like the rob Lowe nfl hat <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing and they're all touting, oh, well, Cam Smith's the best player in the world. It's like, bro, he might be. You didn't even know who Cam Smith was a year ago. You're just propping him up as like your proof that Liv is awesome. And Cam Smith, as anybody who follows golf knows, they come and go. And I, and I don't mean that. Cam Smith's a phenomenal player. He hammered Rory at the Open. He... He he was unbelievable in 2022, but you have these. I mean, it's it's the Jason Day thing where you have two years as a top three player in the world, and you can't maintain that level unless you're an all timer, unless you're an all time great for that long. And so I, I feel like people people live fans are just going to prop up Cam Smith as the best player in the world for the next like 15 years be, if they don't get <laughs> OWGR points. And you're like, I'm not sure about that. Like, I don't think that's how it works. But that has been just irking me recently because it it's Cam Smith's fine. He's really good. Uh, but just stop using him to try to prove your point about this league that you love. Not that... Um... <laughs> I mean, this is probably an off-season conversation, but when you look at the, so the bottom of this earnings list, dead last is Shergo Alcurdy, who I believe played one event uh, and got smoked by DJ there at the end in the championship. Cameron Tringale, second worst. Hudson Swafford, third worst. They made less 
in payouts on live than they have in like the last couple of years on the PGA tour. Now, obviously they had upfront money, but that right there is like, it's a little bit of evidence that like when you're paid upfront and given a contract, what is there to play for? These guys were successful PGA tour players. How much uh, did, did Swafford make? 1.24 million. Okay. That's probably just like a little more than his American Express win. Tringali made 1.1. Last year on PGA Tour, he made three. The year before that, he made two and a half. And he's made at least a million dollars basically every year of his career. Yeah. Hey, producer Troy, will you pull up this most recent comment from Antonio Esparza? Okay. So he was responding to my live thing and he said, okay, but nobody cares about Rory winning the CJ Cup. It's this. I don't know what he's referencing is the same thing, but do you know, Rick? Uh, I was with him until he said it's the same thing. I'll take a crack. It's probably limited field, no cut, guaranteed payday type of deal. Okay. Well, I think one thing that's been interesting is, is the live, the live boys, uh, who rep the the league again? <laughs> Imagine watching the Phillies and Astros tonight, and being like, you know who I'm rooting for? Major League Baseball. <laughs> like that's that's who I want to win. <laughs> it's oh, it, it's ridiculous. But um, it, a lot of live fans or whatever have been trying to compare these, like live Miami to the uh, Sanderson Farms or to to the Shriners and you're like, yeah, those are the worst events on the PGA tour. Like if that's your comp, then congratulations. You beat out the, and not that this actually happened, but if, if the viewership was higher on live, it's like, Oh, congrats. Like you beat the, you beat the Shriners, you know, like, is that something you want to, you know, put on your LinkedIn profile? If you're Greg Norman, we had a higher viewership than the Shriners. I I just, I don't know. The whole thing is like, let's just let it, let it be. Let's let it play out. We don't have to go to war over like viewership numbers in October of the first year of this league. But we are. So that's, that's fun. But I agree with you. The, the, I, I would be much more interested in the discourse around live. If it was just like, yeah, we're, we're building something, check in with us in 12 months. Or totally. Yeah. The broadcast too, like of them, I know they have their marching orders, but Jesus, like just shut up about how good live golf is for like five minutes. Like, please, the, be- <laughs> it, the best part was Phil, Phil analyzing Cam Smith's putting the the entire season that was the best part of any broadcast the yeah phil's i'm i'm going to miss phil's opportunity to be a broadcaster he would have been unreal uh he would have all right we'll we'll talk a lot more about live uh in the coming weeks we have to give out our wagers which I know Patrick is most looking forward to, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And we're back. Here we go. A little first cup moneymaker challenge. This is where we go over to Caesar Sportsbook. We put $50 on a matchup. We put $30 on any finishing position that we want. Two $10 outrights, and we keep track of everything. Producer Troy, show us the standings. There they are. If you're watching on YouTube, you are seeing the standings. They aren't always pretty, but they are transparent. Yeah, and if you're listening on podcasts, uh, I'm at the top. <laughs> the the top of, of what? The top of you're the bottom. The, you're in the middle of the spreadsheet, so you're not in the here. There's no scenario in which you're at the top. Uh, it's been a rough go for Patrick, but we we can we can write that ship. Kyle's trending in the right direction, and I'm a winner. So we'll figure it out. We're doing all right. We're hanging in there. I, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be, we finally got uh crooked coach out of here with his, his red numbers. He, he, he wasn't going to improve cause he's, he's uh, doing like nine NFL shows until January. But I think, I think our goal should be to get to black by what Thanksgiving. Can we do that? I guess we have to do that because that's the end of the tour season. When is or Thanksgiving? The, the fourth Thursday of the month? We, we got Houston and RSM after this, I think. Right? I'm going to the RSM. Ooh. Okay. Seattle. Seattle and Mafia. I've never been there. Vacation or work? Mm. Both. Mm, both. It's all okay. one name at this point. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do our matchups. 50 bucks, any matchup that we want. And Patrick, we're going to start with you because you're going to get off the schneid right now and you are going to find a winner. So your matchup wager is what, please? I'm betting on Joel Damon, Mm. minus 120 over Harris English. Uh, Joel Damon, one of the most accurate drivers on the PGA Tour. Uh, for those of you who have watched this golf tournament, mangroves, if you go you know, a little astray off the fairway, uh, Harris English has been struggling a bit off the tee. I, I think he is 100% healthy, but his good starts this year have kind of been short game reliant. Damon's 5 for 5 making the cut here, three top 25 finishes. I know English has a good history here as well, especially the last two years and, and his win, but I, I like the state of Damon's game a bit more, uh, so I will be better. Betting him minus 120 over Mr. English. Joel Damon, the king of past palm. You said it, not me. There you go. Um, Max Homa had his baby and named it Cam. Fit right in. Fit right in. In 20 years, the entire PGA Tour will be named Cam. Wow. There you go. Cam Champ. Uh, Cam Smith. Yeah. Max, Max, Homa, Max Homa's baby to live. Cam home. <laughs> yeah, rumors, I saw rumors, that. Rumors are strong. <laughs> that was good. KP, uh, you are going up against friend of the pod, Sepp Straka here. What's your matchup? 
Yeah, I've got Lee Hodges, who I always think is Craig Hodges from the 90s Bulls teams. Um, he is in a matchup over Sepp Straka. Lee Hodges has been hitting the ball great. Uh, he's got a couple of, I think he finished, uh, I don't have it in front of me. I want to say top 10 last week at, uh, at the, at the, uh, Bermuda event. Well, it's T seven T seven. There you go. And yeah, it's a little bit of a fate of Seb Straka. He's been kind of putting lights out recently, but it's mostly just betting on Hodges continuing to, to ball strike it. Well, He's gained strokes in the ball striking categories in five straight, some of them pretty significantly coming off the T7 yeah. at Congaree. Lee Hodges, he wears the um, Vineyard Vines. Okay. Can you name another golfer who is also wearing Vineyard Vines? JT Poston. The Postman. Oh, that was not the one I was thinking of, but yes, that is correct. Hudson Swafford. I don't know that to be true. I think he's wearing Harris uh, English. Off Saudi. Harris I, English is Peter Millar. Yeah, it's Millar. No. Who is it? Uh, Matthew Neesmith. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm going to take a page out of Kyle's book and go with the man, oh the myth, the legend, <laughs> Tom Hoagie, this time over Taylor Montgomery. Nothing really against Taylor Montgomery outside the fact that uh, he's basically putting as good as two times Denny McCarthy. But, you know, it's getting the job done. Hoagie is just phenomenal, KP. You've been keeping us in tabs on this. He's a great wedge player. They're going to hit a lot of wedges this week. Uh, Hoagie's that dude. Yeah, I mean, he at this point is... A, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch, but he's he's a potential Ryder Cupper. And he is not... He's certainly got not getting recognized by just the casual golf fan like that. And I, I think he's still being a little undervalued by by bookmakers. No, not a ton, but a little bit. I mean, Taylor Montgomery's been playing pretty good golf, but I'm still, yeah, I, as we'll see in a little bit. I'm still riding with my, my boy, the sandwich. Tom <laughs> Yeah. Hoagie over Montgomery, Damon over English, Hodges over Straka, the three matchups. I'll start with our finishing positions. We all took a top 20. I'm going Hayden Buckley, plus 280. He drives it great, Patrick. He's figuring it out. He's putting up top 20 finishes kind of all over the yard. Big believer in his game. Yeah, I like that play a lot. Uh, I almost looked at him, I think, 80 to 1 for this one. Uh, but decided not to pull the trigger for our purposes. I'm going with Russell Henley. Mm. He cannot putt to save his life, but hopefully that will not matter too much. Hopefully his ball striking can carry him uh, onto the first or second page of the le- uh, leaderboard. Doesn't have a great history here, uh, but he gained each tee to green aspect at Congaree. Uh, pretty good fit. I'd like to think you think about him at Sedgefield or Wiley, uh, kind of shorter courses where you need to put the ball in the fairway. So top 20, Russ Henley, plus 230. The grass nerds will tell you that past pollen is better to putt on if you're a poor putter because it's a wider blade of grass, usually runs a little bit slower, usually can get away with it. Interesting. I oh, Is it less grainy than Bermuda, correct? And breaks a little less? Or did I make that up? Uh, yeah, I've I've emptied the clip on my past palm knowledge. So, All right, yeah, yeah, okay. that's on me. That's on me. Bad question. <laughs> For those questions to someone more knowledgeable, KP, your top twenty. Ooh, little University of Illinois product. Yeah, I love Nick Hardy. Uh, he's been he's been hitting his irons really well, and I kind of liked the number at uh, at plus two eighty. So I'm I'm I had him. 
I think it was last week I had him as one of my outrights to win. Uh, he didn't, obviously, but uh, I do like him uh, in an even stronger field, obviously, this week at Mayakoba. Uh, wasn't bad. He finished T23 last week, so he's gone fifth, 44th, T23 in his last three starts. He's playing well. He has uh, a couple of good Corn Ferry Tour finishes at the end of last year when they went to the playoffs as well. So that's Buckley, Henley, Hardy, all to finish inside the top 20 outrights, KP. Uh, you get to go first, and you have focused your attention at the top of the betting board. Yep. Two guys that we've already talked about, uh, maybe the only two guys that we talked about. <laughs> Hovland, obviously, it, it's not great value at 10 to 1, but he's been so good here. And then Finau, who I believe is the best player in the field over his last 20 rounds in terms of uh, total strokes gain. So Finau, not only has, be, has he been hitting it great, but he's just been all around awesome. Uh, again, that those 20 rounds are from a while ago because, as you said, he's making his his uh, season debut. But I am banking on the momentum continuing into the 2022-2023 season. 10 to 1 for Victor, 14 to 1 for Tony Finau. I'll go next because I also have Victor on my cart. I'm obviously going to be a part of this three-peat. And then Brendan Todd, who's won this event before, the Todd father, going back for more. Talk about accuracy off the tee. He's got that. Talk about ability to pop with the irons. He's got that. Talk about the ability to putt. Yeah, 12 in a row. One of the best putters on the PGA Tour, Brendan Todd, 45 to 1. Patrick, your two outrights. Ooh, interesting. You, you know who does not have the ability to putt? Uh, Colin Morikawa, yeah. 16 to 1. Uh, first start here, but third in driving accuracy at Congaree, seventh in approach. And this course has had a way of hiding kind of, you know, guys who have struggled in the short game department. So that's, that's kind of his weakness. And I don't know if he's like trending, but maybe bubbling, you know, on, on the brink of boiling. Uh, simmering, I guess, uh, since the start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So iron play has been really good for the past couple of months. I'm hoping, you know, praying to God he can make a few putts this week. And then Matt Kuchar, another past champion. Uh, his was memorable for a couple of reasons. Obviously, a shout out El Toucan. Uh, 2018, 60 to one, had a great start to his year, 12th in Napa, 29th at Congaree, Tita Green. He's been really good. I, I don't know which arm he's anchoring his putter to these days, but hopefully it's <laughs> the cor- hopefully it's the correct one this week, and he can make a few putts for me at a uh, 60 to one. Just any limb that he can find to attach that putter to will will be able to do the trick. So that is Victor times two, Brendan Todd, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa. Matt Kuchar as the outrights. Uh, gentlemen, one final thing to do, that is to play our money ball. That's where we put $50 on literally anything on the board. We're going to do that. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back. Moneyball time. 50 bucks anywhere in the whole world you want to go. There's the standings. Uh, I'm up 12.9%. We'll get the rest of it figured out. KP, uh, you alluded to this. You are going back to Tom Hoagie. How so? The, the Hoagie well. Mm. Hoagie's well. <laughs> Uh, top uh, finishing the top 20 plus 130. He pulled it off at CJ Cup, didn't do it at I think I had him at Zozo also, but he's just I mean, I I don't have his numbers in front of me, but it, the thing that really has compelled me the most is not just his his overall strokes gained and his and his high finishes, but the iron play has been so so good. He's a really, really good iron player, and he's playing at the top of that. Uh, kind of at his ceiling right now in terms of his iron play. Top 24, Tom Hoagie. He has done that in each of his last five starts, going back to the Tour Championship where he had to work his way up from, I don't know, was what he, he, uh, T24, T25, something like that. He was top 20 at uh, at Zozo? He was top 10 at Zozo. It was T9. Okay. So right now his iron play is... So the rolling 50 round average on data golf, he's playing like a top 10 iron player in the world. I believe it. He's great. Which is, which is kind of, it's, it's almost a stroke gain per round, which is pretty much his ceiling, uh, throughout like of his career. He he's, he's never really been, I mean, he's been good, but this is about as high as he's ever been. Top 20 will pay out plus 130 if Hoagie can finish on the first two pages of the leaderboard. Patrick, uh, you argued that Colin Morikawa was simmering, that he was uh, seemingly ready to blow, and you have put your money where your mouth is. A top five finish for him. Four to one. So I didn't love the idea of him potentially winning and me only cashing $160 in this. So... Uh, you know, over in Europe, they have the each way. Mm-hmm. I could call it an insurance policy, whatever you want to call it. Top five. I love Colin Morikawa this week. This gives me a bit of breathing room and at four to one. Uh, yeah, that's my money ball. Uh, I have opted to stick with my top 40s, which have been uh, very good for me. And in this case, I'm going with Justin Lauer. Just very solid, continues to pile up great finishes, uh, gained strokes every round last week. Even money for him to finish inside of the top 40. That is my money ball. Justin Lauer, top 40. Colin Morikawa, top five finish. Tom Hoagie, top 20. Gentlemen. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? I got two quick things. One, Elon tweeted, maybe while we were on this podcast, that in addition to uh, the verification or the check, whatever, the the thing we were talking about earlier, there'll be a secondary tag below the name for someone who's a public figure. 
which is already the case for politicians. So will it say, so it'll say Kyle Porter check mark, and then underneath it'll say uh, author of normal sport. Hot take Smith. <laughs> do, you I think it's create, what it is. do you get to create your own sub? <laughs> I don't know. That would be sick if you did. It's going to be really so, hard to figure out who the hell I am when they that get doesn't, it. That doesn't answer your question about, uh, about uh, will there be multiple layers to verification, but it does provide some context to the, the check mark thing. I would be okay if it said, um, this is a blue check mark that has always existed, and this is like a red check mark, which is like this was bought or this was like through our old ver like this was our vintage authentication process, or this is our modern authentic authentication process. I, I like that. Yeah. I like uh, different colors. I think you're on to something there, Rick. I like that too. I'm available, bud. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I do I do think the the intent well, I don't know what the intent is, but the idea of def- like weeding out spam and bots is is great. Whatever, yeah. like whatever I have to pay to do that, I spend so much time on there that I'm I'm in. I'm way in. I agree. The intent, the I, you know, in theory, sounds great. Let's see it in practice. What was your other item? Uh, Phillies or Astros? Who you got tonight? Phillies. Come on. They are going to be they're going to be buzzing at Citizens Bank Park. For the sake of of my good friend Rick, I'm gonna say the Astros to fade myself, given how cold I've been. Now we're cooking. Mm, I like that. Is Tom Kim starting for the Astros tonight? You could double fade it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he'd make like a good uh, a good second baseman. I think that's where I put him. Maybe catcher. Kim, he, he's pretty yeah. thick. Yeah, I could see him being like one of those like seventh inning guys that throws like 98, which by the way, everybody, I I don't watch a ton of baseball. I used to play and I was way into it, but I just don't have time for it anymore. Everybody throws 99. Dude. I saw this from the left side too. I saw there when I was like following it intently, there was like one guy who could throw 95 from the left side. It was like Araldus Chapman. Now all of them do. It's yeah. yeah. That's, off speed's like 93, and it's like, that's a fastball. <laughs> like, it, it just with outrageous. sick movement now. Outrageous. I mean, when we, were, when we were growing up playing, Rick, it was like, I mean, if you threw, if you threw 100, you were, unless you were just derailed your career, you were going to make it to the, to the majors. Yeah. And now. They, they, they're like, oh, we can teach them control. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the status quo. I mean, it's like, oh, cool. You throw a hundred, so does everybody else. Yeah. You think golf has a distance and a speed problem? Baseball. Yeah, that, that's, speed that's, problem. that's true. <laughs> um, okay. I'm excited to watch it tonight. Should be fun. All right. Um, we'll be back on Sunday to discuss all the inner workings of uh, the Mayakoba Championship and anything else that happens between now and then. Big thanks, producer Troy, does all the hard work behind the scenes. Patrick McDonald in his study at Amateur Status, Kyle Porter with a new camera angle at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.